0: Bye. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 14 of Junior Golf Keys. I'm your host, Matt, and I've got a great guest this week, Max Moldovan. Uh, Max is a junior at Green High School in Northeast Ohio. He's committed to play golf at The Ohio State University starting next fall. Uh, had a really great chat with him. Max had a phenomenal year, uh, which we'll get into talking about. Um, And he's going to bring a lot of value to you guys. I know it. Um, Max was recently named the Rolex AJGA Player of the Year. Uh, He is ranked number three in the Rolex AJGA rankings, ranked number 47 in the World Amateur Golf rankings. Uh, This year, he placed second at Sage Valley. He won the Ohio Amateur. He won the Polo. He placed second in the Ohio State – or I'm sorry, the Ohio High School State – golf tournament. Last year, he won the tournament, and in 2017, he won uh, the state tournament as well. Um, he was on the 2019 Wyndham Cup team, where he went 4-0, and um, and is also on the 2019 Junior President's Cup uh, team, which will take place in Melbourne, Australia. So, um just a phenomenal guy we had a really good chat uh max is super mature um really composed uh humble but uh confident and you know i think he's really going to bring a lot of value to you guys so i think you're really going to enjoy this chat um if you sit tight i'll be right back so- back with max all right everybody welcome back um got an exciting guest this week again We have the number three ranked player in the AJGA uh, number 47 ranked player in the world amateur golf rankings and was recently named the Rolex AJGA player of the year for the 2019 season, Max Moldovan. Um, Max, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks for joining me this morning. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Um, we were kind of chatting a little bit. I was talking to you about, you know, what we're trying to do with this show in terms of just bringing value to to families and juniors out there that are trying to navigate their path within the junior golf world. And, um, you know, think you've got a good story. You've had a lot of really good success and uh, just want to talk through that with you a little bit. All right. Sounds good. So can you kind of, um, let's just start from the beginning. I mean, how did you get introduced to golf? Um. So. So I've lived on a golf course my whole
1: life. My dad's been the teaching pro at our at the course we live on for fifteen twenty years, and he got me into the game at an early age. I played my first U.S. Kids tournament when I was seven. Um, played, I mean, every day when the weather was nice after school with my mom or my dad or my friends growing up, and and just found a a love for the game. Not not anything. I mean early I didn't know it was what I wanted to do with my life until I started playing tournaments and started playing well and started thinking hey this is this is something I'm pretty good at and yeah and I got to play a ton of US kids tournaments from when I was 7 through when I was 12 I played in the Pinehurst World Championships 3 times when I was 9, 10 and 12 and and then from there just kind of transition into into bigger tournaments like golf week is a good, a good tour in the Midwest area where I live. So I got into playing a lot of those, played my first AJGA in 2016. And since then it's been, it's been mostly AJGA stuff I've played. And now I'm getting into the amateur tournaments and it's been, it's been a really, a really fun experience the past 10 or so years.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, you got started. I'm just looking at some numbers here. I mean, back in 2016, which actually I think he won Mill Creek back-to-back, 16 and 17, right? Um, 68, 68, 66 in 2016. So you made a nice little introduction into the AJGA there. Yeah,
1: pretty cool story, actually. That that first AJGA, I actually didn't sign up. I didn't make the deadline. But I knew I'd played well early that summer, and I knew I could compete if I got into that tournament. Yeah. So I emailed the AJGA and – and I was like, "Can I get in? Is there anything I can do?" Because I had enough stars to get in, I just didn't get in on time. Okay. So they put me in the qualifier. I didn't play that well. On the last hole, I blocked a shot into the kind of kind of into the hazard. It hits a tree, kicks out in the fairway. I end up getting it on the green, making bogey. I get the last spot in the tournament through the qualifier, and then I win it. And
0: win. <laughs> well, hey, it happens, right? Um, that was like. Uh... Kind of reminds me of not similar but well, sort of similar with John Daly. Um, when he won the PGA, right? He got the call and uh drove all the way across state to uh to play in that and then ended up winning it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, what are some other tournaments that stand out to you? I mean, you've you know, just for those of you are, that are listening that don't know much about Max, um, you know had a heck of a year this year, um, finished second at Sage Valley, uh, won the Ohio amateur, won polo, um, finished second in the state tournament, but in 2017 you won and you were the co-medalist in 2018, um, played in Wyndham cup this year. You're getting ready to go over to Melbourne, Australia to play in the junior president's cup. So, I mean, really awesome year. Can you just kind of talk about the year a little bit and recap it? Yeah, it was an awesome
1: year. Um, Getting started in the year, I I didn't know whether or not I was going to get into Sage Valley. I was because they only invite 54 guys, and in Golf Week rankings, AJGA rankings, and uh, Junior Golf scoreboard, I was it was kind of hovering around the 50 mark in all three of them. So I knew it was going to be close. And when I got the invite, it was it was kind of motivation, like, hey, this is the this is the chance you need to to kind of get your name out there as as one of the top guys in the world, and yeah. I had a really good week at Sage. I thought the golf course fit me w- really well. Uh, you got to keep it in play, and that's pretty much the strength of my game. And I played really well that week, ended up finishing second. And then from there, it was kind of just I had the confidence in knowing I belong in the bigger tournaments. And as the summer went on, I just kept feeding off that confidence. I played well at the Memorial Junior AJGA in Ohio, finished second there, um, had US Open. Section, second stage qualifier only missed by three played really well there too and then and then once I got to the polo I just qualified for the U.S. junior the day before the polo started and and my mind was kind of not on the polo as much because I was so excited I just qualified for the U.S. junior I was just focused on kind of having fun I'd never played a match play tournament like yeah. the polo and Liberty Nationals, an awesome venue with the skyline in New York City and everything. And I just went out there and played really well and and uh, thankfully got the breaks I needed to win that tournament. And then yeah. that got me into the Wyndham Cup, which was – I know I, I listened to Cannon's podcast. He talked a little bit about the Wyndham Cup. That's Oh, yeah. That's probably one of the most fun weeks I've ever had as a golfer. Was it? Yeah. What was so I,
0: exciting about it?
1: Uh, just the, the team atmosphere and – you're not really playing for yourself. You're playing for your team, and it it's kind of fun to – when you make a big putt and there's people watching, you guys start yelling. It It's just the whole – it's kind of like a Ryder Cup atmosphere, which I'm going to get to experience next month again. So it was really yeah. cool.
0: Nice. Yeah, that'll be fun. I mean, you mentioned Cannon. Cannon's a big team guy. He loves those team events, and we've talked about that a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, I kind of want to go into that a little bit with you too. Just, you know, some people – dismiss high school golf a little bit um, yeah. you know and oh, it doesn't really matter and coaches don't pay attention to it and even if that stuff is true you know what does it do for you as a player just being in that team atmosphere um, you know competing you know as a team even though golf is a very individual game um, but high school golf brings a team aspect to it and then you know kind of compare that to like the ranked tournaments I guess you would say where you're just out there kind of flying solo.
1: Yeah, I've I've had a really good opportunity with high school golf the last four years. My my freshman and sophomore year, we had a really good team. We had a guy that plays for Kent State now, Cade Breitenstein, was on our team. A guy that played for Cleveland State last year, Miles Demusy was on our team. And then our four and five men were really good too. We we should have we, we probably should have won the state championship my sophomore year. We finished third. We didn't have that good of a second round, but but kinda of having such a good team it, it added a little motivation for you to play better because yeah even though you wanted to win individually, you knew that a couple extra shots could be the difference for your team. Right. So it kind of kept you fighting the whole round, no matter if you're how many you were winning by and, and whatnot. And then the last two years we, we lost a couple guys and we had we had a decent team, but we knew we had to fight to make it to the state championship. Last year we missed by four shots at districts and this year we missed by three. But both years we had our best round of the season at districts. And I think that says something to the team aspect where everyone just kind of buys into the deal of, we want the team to succeed, not necessarily ourselves. And it's really cool. I'm, I love high school golf and, and
0: I'm kind of excited to see how similar college golf is to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it all, you've kind of had that experience of being in the team atmosphere. It's funny. So you went to, or you're at green high school. I went to, I actually graduated from Cloverleaf high school. Oh, really? Um, Which isn't too far away there. So we played – actually, I don't think they're in the same conference anymore, but when I was in high school, they were. Yeah, Um, they were when I was a freshman. Oh, they were. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty interesting. Um, But so how does that compare, I guess, to, to some of the invitationals, the AJGAs? Like, you know, what do you see as, like, the big difference between, you know, the team aspect with high school golf and then, you know, the ranked tournament, I guess, scene? Uh,
1: I guess you could say level of competition. I mean, in high school golf, you're going to have – it's kind of top-heavy in Ohio. I mean, there's there's some good players, but you're also going to get some pairings where you're playing with guys that you definitely wouldn't play with in a, an invitational setting or anything like that. So right. I guess you could say it tests your pace and patience a little bit because you're you're usually playing foursomes. You're probably playing behind – guys that aren't very quick and you're probably playing a five five and a half hour round whereas in invitationals they get you going they get you done in like four hours so that's probably the biggest difference
0: yeah um talk about these different turn you mentioned u.s kids which i think is a great program i've actually been to um to that tournament you were talking about at pinehurst the uh the world's there and that's an awesome scene if anybody's playing u.s kids and can make it there. Um, yep. Highly recommend that. Just an awesome experience, I think, for the kids and the families. For sure. Um, what other series of events that you play? You mentioned Golf Week being big in the Midwest. Um, are there any other junior tour series that you would kind of recommend for players out there?
1: Uh, well, well, Northeast Ohio. I mean, I played most of my stuff when I was growing up. I played most of my stuff locally other than the World Championship at Pioneer. Okay. So I played in the North Coast Junior Tour. It's a tour out of Cleveland. They play some good courses up there. Pretty good competition. And then Northern Ohio PGA too. I think all the all the local PGA sections across the U.S. are really good for junior tournaments growing up to get yourself ready for golf week and AJGA and things like that.
0: Yeah. Are you a believer in kind of varying that level of competition and just getting experience with competitive rounds? Yeah, for sure. I think...
1: I think the more you compete and the more you're used to a tournament pressure and a tournament situation, I think it's going to make you a better player. And if you get yeah. it, if you get introduced to it at a young age, I think it's really
0: it really helpful. Yeah. I was talking to um, coach Conrad Ray out at Stanford. I had him on a few weeks ago and we were kind of talking about just playing different levels of competition. It's like, you know, when you're building your schedule, find a tournament that you can walk out there and know that, you know, I've got a really screw up to not walk away with a a win. And then, you know, another kind of mid tier tournament where, you know, you've got some good competition and then maybe a stage that like, man, I don't know if I belong there. And you kind of alluded to that a little bit with um, you talking about Sage Valley and how that, you know, kind of proved to yourself that you belonged. And I think that that's something that a lot of junior players I think struggle with, you know, you hear people talk about, um, you know, learning how to go low yeah. And can you talk about that a little bit? Like what, what clicks, I guess, mentally, you know, when you start to figure that out that, you know, I am capable of, you know, going really low. Um, I think, I think it starts with the rounds you
1: play outside of tournaments. I okay. Think, I think if you get it, if you can get it going when you're just playing with your buddies or playing, by, playing by yourself and you know, you can, you know, you can score well. And then it's just a matter of, playing in more and more tournaments to where you're comfortable and then you can play more like you play when you're with your friends in a tournament than you do then you have you feel like you, have, you might have pressure or something the more tournaments you play I think
0: the better the better you can handle that okay okay um you looking forward to to Australia
1: yeah it's been it's been a good couple weeks of preparation and then I got the Rolex the week before so that'll be a good
0: right. up for for Australia for sure yeah have you guys what are you guys doing in preparation for junior presidents anything team wise or just you talking about your game
1: yeah nothing nothing team wise but yeah just my game my dad's got an indoor studio he's had one for the last 70 years that I get to go in pretty much every day and spend an hour or two getting better hitting balls working yeah. on drills putting everything so it's it's been really cool
0: yeah what um let's talk a little about your practice and playing habits I think that Uh, every player is a little bit different, you know, some players like to stand on the range and and hit a lot of balls. Some players don't, they like to just get out there and play, Um, you know, short game is a big piece of the game that I think a lot of people don't spend enough time on. So, I mean, can you kind of just talk people through, I mean, obviously you've achieved a lot and something's working, right? So, I mean, what are you doing to prepare yourself, practice and play? Well, um, my dad always tells me ever since I was little,
1: when I was three, four, five, six years old when I was at when I was at our home course, I wouldn't hit balls that much. I would just putt. Okay. I love I love seeing the ball go in the hole and, and I've been a pretty good putter my whole life. So I think I think putting is more the time you put into it than it is anything else. You just have to really commit to wanting to become a better better putter. Same thing with chipping and the whole short game. You just have to really put the time and effort, practice the right things, do do drills but mix drills in with competitive stuff with your friends and stuff to keep you going and then for me i practice wise i i spend a lot of more lot more time on the course i've been blessed with the opportunity that i don't have to i don't our home course isn't that busy that often so i get to go out take a card out and hit shots on the course and that's that's really what i do most for most of my practicing is i either play with my friends or or i'll i'll uh, I'll go out on the course and just hit shots i don't I don't spend a whole lot of time on the range, but I definitely when I'm not hitting it well I'll spend some time on the range and and try and figure
0: out what I'm doing but most yeah. of most of my time is spent out on the course okay so when you're out on the course and you're and you're practicing you know not not playing for score necessarily yeah what kinds of situations are you putting yourself in to just try to elevate your game and grow um you know, different shots and, you know, different stuff like that, that you're trying to create. Yeah.
1: I, uh, I try and find tough tee shots with crosswinds and into the wind and stuff and, and just focus on hitting fairways. I've, that's okay. been a strength in my game for a long time. So I just got to make sure I can keep doing that to get where I want to go. And I also hit a lot of shots, try and work on numbers that are in between clubs where I got to hit a big eight iron from 165 and draw it in there, or lay off and cut a seven and, and just shots that you could end up within a tournament that you don't practice normally. So you have to be ready for when they show up.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, when you're, when you're preparing and just to kind of give some of the juniors out there that are trying to um, you know, how far does a three quarter shot go? You know, how far yeah. does a half swing go? Those types of things. I mean, Are you tracking all that information? Um, I mean, I know personally for me, like I have a note in my phone where I've got, you know, here's my max eight iron, you know, for every club. I've got a distance, you know, carry and I've got, you know, uh, three quarter, you know, uh, swing and what the carry is on that. So, I mean, are you doing those types of things or how do you keep track of all that?
1: Yeah, for the past
0: few years, um, I've used my dad's,
1: my dad's launch monitor to, to get my full swing numbers down. Yeah. So I kind of have a rough idea. Like I keep a a laminated card in my in my yardage book every round, so I have just an idea, a rough idea of how far a full seven iron goes and how far a full wedge goes and stuff like that. But in terms of like three three quarter shots and half shots, I kind of just I kind of just feel like it's kind of like wedge shots for me. Like when you're in between a full wedge and a and another full wedge it's kind of just feel and I've kind of been like that throughout my whole
0: bag. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you can get enough work on a, on a launch monitor and understand kind of distance control and you, you know, can develop that feel over time, you know, it becomes second nature when you're out there on the course. Right. Yeah. And those,
1: those three quarter shots and stuff, that's kind of the stuff I practice. So I kind of know the, how hard I got to hit shots just because I spent so much time working on those type of shots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about warm up routine. Do you have a specific warm up routine for practice or for um tournament play?
1: Yeah, for tournaments I uh I usually get there about an hour before my round. I spend I spend about ten, fifteen minutes some with using some kind of putting training aid, whether it be a chalk line or a mirror. Those are usually the two I go to before a round. And then I'll work on speed putts for five or ten minutes. So that leaves me about a half hour. If they have a short game area, I'll go hit a couple bunker shots and chips to, yeah, to get the body warmed up, and then I'll go to the range for probably 15, 20 minutes. I don't like to hit a ton of balls. I just kind of like to go through my bag, hit three or four with five or six different clubs and just get my body warmed up and then, and then hit, hit some drivers to get the confidence of seeing the ball go straight. That's, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, what's in the bag? Uh, I got all titleists. all titleist. Yeah. Okay. Putter also Scotty Cameron. Yep. Scotty. Okay. Good deal. Um, let's talk about your recruiting process a little bit. So congratulations. Um, signed your NLI this week, right? Yep. Thank you. Yeah. So Max is committed to go play golf at the Ohio state university. Um, what was the recruiting process like for you? I know you were looking at, or I know some other schools were looking at you, obviously. Um, so kind of walk us through, you know, what the process was, visits, um, you know, the things that were important to you that you were paying attention to as you, you know, met with different coaches and saw different campuses and stuff like that. Yeah. So
1: I didn't really get any contact from college coaches until I won that Mill Creek AJGA in 2016. Okay. Uh, Donnie Dar, the assistant coach at Ohio State, he was there. He watched me play the final round. Him and my dad had knew each other previously. So once, once he kind of, he kind of told me after that round, good play. And it was fun watching you. I knew that if I kept playing well down the road, Oklahoma state was going to have some interest in me. And, and that was pretty cool to see because they have had such success. So to see that a school like that could, could want me to play there is really cool. Yeah. And then, and then as, as the years went on, I, I got my first contact from Ohio state. I made it to the U S open sectional qualifier in 2017 and, the Ohio State, Jay Mosley, head coach there, watched me play probably 25 out of the 36 holes that day. Oh, wow. And then we kind of talked a little bit after the round. He introduced himself to me. And and then as that summer went on, there wasn't any tournaments, really, that I didn't see either Coach Mosley or Coach Smith. And that kind of told me, these guys really want me to be a Buckeye. And yeah. being from Ohio, it was pretty cool to to think about that. Sure. but But I was still keeping my options open because – from a young age, it was, it was. I mean, most people usually, if you're from the north and you're a good player, you want to go south. So that was kind of in the back of my mind a little bit. I might want to go somewhere where I can play year round. I don't know yet. Right. And then last year, I got some more contact when September first hit from some other schools, and that whole that whole year, I'd been getting contact from from some other schools. So last fall, my mom and dad and I went on a a recruiting trip. We visited Texas A and M. We visited UNLV, we visited Oklahoma State and Arizona State. Okay. And I kinda narrowed it down to those four and Ohio State. I got some calls and emails from other schools, but I kinda had it narrowed to those five. And then after the visits, I kinda liked Oklahoma State, UNLV and Ohio State the most. Okay. And and then I I kinda I kinda sat down, and talked with my mom and dad and and what we, what we thought was important and what I thought is important about, about a school is, is not only the practice facilities that they have, but the golf courses they get to play. Sure. For me, I don't, I get a little tired playing the same course every day and I want to go somewhere where they have a variety of courses and Oklahoma state they have. I mean, yeah, Karsten Creek's a heck of a place, but they only have one other golf course that they play. They don't, they don't have a big variety in still water that they play. And, and that was kind of what set back Oklahoma state a little bit for me and then UNLV they have they have a lot of awesome golf courses they play Shadow Creek Southern Highlands i mean that's that's probably better than any other school but they it's so far from home and i'm an only child i've been i've been tied to home my whole life so going a 6 hour flight from home wasn't really something i really wanted to do and and then i looked at ohio state and they had everything i wanted they had Great coaches. They have, I have, there's a few friends I have on the team, which is important. I think you got to be you got to be somewhat friends or at least like the guys that you're gonna go spend four years with. And, right. And they have. I mean, Ohio State gets to play the best courses in the state of Ohio. They play Mearfield, Sciota, Wedgewood, Scarlet, uh, the Country Club of New Albany. I mean, it's the list goes on and on. They play some of the best courses in not only Ohio but the world and yeah. And uh, the things they have to offer there academically too. I mean the whole Ohio State
0: Ohio State situation was it just fell right for me. Yeah. Yeah, I know academics is really important to you. I mean it's tough juggling too, right? And in ex- excelling in on both stages, both yeah. academic and, you know, in sport and you know, what have you done that's helped you be successful there and just kind of prioritize and make sure that um you know, you're able to put yourself in a position where you could achieve highly in both areas. Yeah. I mean, for
1: me and for most other top junior golfers, we, we look at school more valuably than, or I mean, golf more valuably than we do at school, but we know that as time goes on, we're still going to have to do well in school to be able to even play golf. Like you have to have certain grades and certain criteria you have to meet to get to play golf. So academics is still important. And for me, I just kind of hold it to myself to get good grades. I got good grades when I was little, and I've kind of just kept that as a a goal the past few years. And, yeah, I spend a lot of time practicing and playing golf, but I just make sure I get all, all the work done that I need to get done for school. And I kind of just try and get it done as quick as I can so
0: that then the rest of the time I have I can spend playing golf. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's that's a good plan, just prioritizing and making sure that you understand what you've got to get done and just create a plan to get there right yeah um so you're going into Ohio State i don't really remember how the team's stacked right now in terms of seniority but you know what are you looking to do to make an immediate impact on the team
1: uh, i just want to come in and and get better every day i mean I, a lot of guys say that but it's true um i i'm excited to see all the golf courses they play i'm excited to Play Mirfield, Southall, all those places. I haven't played them yet, so I'm excited to just get a variety of of golf and travel across the world. I mean, my, my coach Mosley told me my first college tournament's going to be the Merido Invitational in Texas, and it's going to be on Golf Channel. So <laughs> I'm, wow. I, I'm really excited to my for my first college tournament to be a huge one. That'll yeah. be fun. But yeah, I'm just looking forward to to getting a, to get it into the
0: the college experience and settling in yeah do you start in august yeah okay okay um let's talk about role models and mentors who has played a part in your journey i know you've mentioned your parents a couple times in terms of just advice in the recruiting process and obviously your dad from a golf perspective um being a teaching pro there at your course but talk a little bit about your mentors and role models
1: um I mean I've talked about my dad and and he's really the main one. He okay. he, had, he had a really good playing career too. He played in he played for Kent State and they've had a really good history. He played in a couple Nike Tour events which are now Corn Ferry events. So Right. He was he was really close to making it the whole way and he had a good playing career and I could tell that from a young age he knew I had what it takes and he's just kind of molded me into the player I am today, not necessarily giving me lessons all the time, but just when he sees something he knows can be better, he he tells me and lets me know. And, and his help is without his help. I definitely wouldn't
0: be the player I am today. And I'm really thankful for what he's done for me. Yeah. So it's interesting. You bring up kind of the parent dynamic. And I think that that's something that um, some parents do a really good job of, and some don't do a great job of it. And so can you kind of talk about the d- the dynamic between you and your dad and, um you know, what he did to just positively reinforce you in the game and keep you excited about it without being on top of you? It so- I mean, it sounds like he didn't really like hover over you or anything like that, no. but just kind of was there to support. So can you kind of talk about that a little deeper? Yeah, I think.
1: I think what's really helped the relationship between my dad and I is when I was in us kids, when I was seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, he caddied for me like every round. And I think he didn't, I mean, he didn't like make decisions for me or, or anything, but I think him being there and watching me play every round, just him knowing like what my game is and the strengths and weaknesses of it have been able to help him help me in in the right things. And I mean, to have, to have a a relationship with a swing coach is big, but when the swing coach is your dad too, I think it makes it a little easier to communicate with them and and say things that you might not say to your your swing coach about your opinion on stuff. And and my dad knows that I have a, a high knowledge of the game, and I know that he has a high knowledge of the game, and we respect what other what each other what each other think. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of similar from what I've seen to Justin Thomas and his dad's relationship. Cause they, right. they had, they had a kind of similar situation growing up. Mike, Mike Thomas was the pro at JT's home course and, and he, get, he instructed him growing up and I, I kind of relate my, we kind of relate ourselves to that situation. Yeah.
0: I mean, is there anything that, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, right? Is there anything that like, what are the challenges that you guys run into sometimes? Um,
1: there's times when, when he, I mean, he still caddies for me a little bit. He caddied at the U.S. Open sectional qualifier this year. Yeah, and there's times when, when you have your dad caddying for you, that you might feel like you can blame it on him more than you can if it was someone that you don't know as well. Okay. So I've I've caught myself in that situation a little bit growing up when I don't play well. It kind of put it on my dad when it's not really his fault. Okay. So, so that's probably the main thing we run into. But at the end of the day, when we're done, we talk it out and we figure out that it's not any one of our faults. We just,
0: we just have to continue to get better. Sure. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, what other, what kinds of advice do you have for junior players and their parents um, as they're just trying to, you know, navigate their, their junior golf path, whether it be, you know, starting out in tournaments or, you know, they're closer to to college and they're trying to find the right school. I mean, what, what pieces of advice would you give to that group of people? I'd say for young people, it's,
1: it's playing a lot of tournaments. I think the more competition you get, the more exposure to, to pressure situations, it's going to make you a better player. And then, um, and i think i think the same thing goes as you as you get older i think around my at my age now i play a lot of tournaments i don't play as much as i did when i was little i mean i don't play something every week but i make sure that i'm competing enough to keep my game strong for the bigger tournaments when they come and um and then recruiting wise i think i think it's just you got to be patient because you can't rush a decision i see guys commit really early and and I know that that could be the right thing for them, but sometimes you, you can rush things. You feel something that's right and you take it, but you might have an opportunity elsewhere that you haven't seen yet. So I think being patient with the recruiting process is important and, and just just looking at all the situations, all the things that you think are important to a program and, and going from there and, and looking at those, those schools.
0: Okay. Well, what about your mental game? What are you – what are you doing to work on your mental game? Um, is it a strength of yours? Is it something that um, you've struggled with at all? I mean, wh- what types of things do you do mentally to continue to stay sharp?
1: Uh, yeah, mental. my mental game, I think, has been pretty strong in the past and, and into this year. And right now it is. But I think the biggest thing for my mental game has been playing with guys that are as good, if not better than me, not only in tournaments, but as at my home course. I get to play with Justin Lauer, a guy that has been on the Corn Ferry Tour for the last three years. I get to play with him a lot. Chase Johnson, who just qualified for the final stage of Q School, I play with him a lot. So playing with guys that are that are better than me has, has really led me to where I am because I, I can play well and still get beat. So that makes mm-hmm. me know that I have to really grind to beat these guys, and, and I've really been thankful that I've got to play with them all the time. Yeah.
0: Well, I kinda wanna move towards wrapping up, but I wanna get a little insight on your on your goals, um, kinda as you're moving forward through the rest of your senior year, um, into the spring, into the summer, what kinds of things do you have going on and preparation for Ohio State next fall? Yeah.
1: Um, so Rolex and, and uh and junior presidents cup, those are those are things I've been looking forward to ever since the state championship ended. Those have kind of been my focus and I just want to go at Rolex. You know, I'm, if I'm going to win Rolex player of the year, I, I think I got to play pretty well in the tournament. So yeah, I'm, uh, I've been doing some good preparation for that. I'm looking forward to that opportunity. And then junior president's cup, obviously the goal is for the team to win, but the whole experience with my, with not only my teammates, but those guys have, have become my friends over the year. So it's going to be fun just spending a week with them and, and getting to know them better and, and just having the whole team atmosphere is going to be cool. And then heading into next year, I'm going to, I'm going to play a lot more amateur tournaments than I do junior events. I think the only junior events I'm going to play are probably the Thunderbird and, and maybe the U S junior. So I'm not going to play a whole lot of, and Ju- Sage Valley. I'm going to play that one too, but yeah. This year I played a ton of junior events and only a couple. I played in the Ohio Amateur and the USAM were the only two AM events I played. But next year I'm going to play more of, you know, North, South, Western AM, uh, Ohio AM, Northeast AM, USAM, that kind of stuff to get me ready for playing with guys that aren't just juniors but
0: college golfers because that's what I'm going to be playing with in the fall at Ohio State. Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a good plan. What's um... – what are the long-term goals with golf or academics or career or anything like that?
1: I definitely want to be I want to be on the PGA Tour. That's been a goal of mine since I was a little kid and as I've gotten better, I think it's become more more realistic, but there's still a big gap between junior golf and pro golf, so and I think college golf is a good a good medium for that. And and I think, you know, I've seen I've seen the last few Rolex AJGA players of the year. They've got sponsors exemptions I mean Akshay got five this year after winning the year last year so whether it be a sponsor exemption or a Monday qualifier I definitely want to play in a tour event sometime next year and kind of see where my game is in relation to those guys and 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 judge the things I work on based on that and and just I'm looking forward to next year and and the wide range of opportunities that could be out there
0: yeah yeah well Max I think you're on the right path um It's obvious you've got a good head on your shoulders, and uh, you're paying paying attention to a lot of the right things. I think um, you've given a lot of really good insight and advice to this community today, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, no no problem. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, Well, good luck the rest of this semester, and uh, I'll be following along and watching you. Excited for uh, what you've got coming up. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. You too. All right, everybody, well, that wraps up episode 14 of Junior Golf Keys. As you heard, had a really awesome chat with Max. Uh, Really appreciated our our, our talk and uh, appreciate his time really trying to bring on, you know, Really valuable guests. Uh, some of the feedback that I've been getting from, you know, younger players and, and some parents is, you know, they'd really like to hear from some more high-level junior players. And Max definitely checks that box in a big way um, and also has some really nice attributes Um you know, some value adds that he can bring to the conversation and bring to the table as well for this audience specifically. So if he took any value away from the show, please share it. Please leave a review. Also, make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss out on some of the guests that we have coming up. Um, got a pretty good lineup and would love to hear what you guys think. So you can email me at uh, Junior Golf Keys, that's K-I-E-S, at gmail.com and um, you can also reach out to me on social media, uh, Instagram for Junior Golf Keys and LinkedIn, um, and then all other social media platforms. Uh, I'm at Matt Keys. Uh, so really love to hear from you guys and, and get some feedback and um, so I can continue to grow this show. Uh, really appreciate your time. Uh, appreciate you tuning in. And I hope you join me next week for another episode of Junior Golf Keys.